Ashling's America, a weekly look at American life with Ashling Taylor. Welcome to Ashling's America. It's me, Ashling, and this is a weekly glimpse into America through my very English-tinted glasses. An interesting and unexpected consequence of the dry, cold air of winter in New York is that there is no moisture in the air to conduct the static away from your body when you touch something. This means that after a long day out and about, every time I come back to the apartment and put my key in the lock, I see a little spark where the metal key touches the metal lock, which is the static discharging from my body. I've never had this happen in the UK, at least not on such a consistent daily basis. I'm curious to see if it stops happening in the humid summer months to come. Sometimes, while shopping in the States, it can be confusing what the price of an item is, because the price tag below it has two prices. In my experience, the price with no highlighted background, so often just black text on white paper, is the normal price, but the price highlighted in yellow, for example, is a specific offer. If you look more closely at the yellow price, it might have conditions such as you get that price when you buy another item by the same brand. On my first day, I thought the boots-like pharmacy or drugstore, as the Americans call it, was full of fantastic offers on almost all its products. According to the offers, I could get a shampoo and conditioner for only a couple of dollars more than just buying one of them. However, when I went to pay for them, it turned out that there was a bit more to this seemingly great offer than I had thought. So in order to get the advertised sales price and special offers, you have to have a loyalty card with that shop. I thought this was quite misleading salesmanship, but I was intrigued, so I asked to find out more about it. Unfortunately, in order to get the loyalty card, you need an American phone number, something which at the time I did not have. Although, to be honest, even after I had bought my American SIM a few days later, I didn't rush back to get this shop's loyalty card. In the UK, having a loyalty card for a shop to build up points and get rewards is very standard, but I've not heard of a shop in the UK where they advertise a special price underneath the product for some customers who have signed up to the shop's loyalty card or whose sales and offers can only be accessed by loyalty card owners. I find it a bit dishonest to advertise prices with no indication that not everyone can pay those prices and others have to pay more. So hopefully this isn't a sales tactic that gets adopted back in the UK anytime soon. More recently, I went to the pharmacy to buy some painkillers. Whilst in the UK, you need to be over the age of 16 to buy certain medicine, and I know this because I almost always get ID'd despite being 22. When I went to purchase my ibuprofen, some paracetamol, and some day and night flu capsules at the self-service checkout, an alert did pop up, flagging the assistant to check that I was 21, but she didn't and just swiped her override card without a word. I imagine the regulations are probably different depending on what state you're in, but I haven't been able to find any concrete information online. I mean, it could even be a specific store policy. Not that they were following it very closely. Despite this potential restriction, unlike in the UK where you are limited to two packets of certain medicines per transaction, there seems to be no such restriction in the US. Hey, I guess it really is the land of the free after all. As long as you're over 21, that is. The smallest packets I could find were bottles of 100 tablets of ibuprofen and paracetamol. That's a big step up from the 16 tablet packets I see back in the UK. So not only are portion sizes bigger here, so are the unrestricted quantities of over-the-counter medicines you can buy. Something which I found interesting was that in the pain relief section, they had special tablets for headaches, menstrual pain, backache, body pain, nerve pain and a whole host of other specific areas of the body. 
You see some of this in the UK, with specific pain relief products targeted at back pain or menstrual cramps, but never have I seen such a diverse selection of very specific pain relief tablets. They took up a whole shelf section, top to bottom, and about the width of my arms when stretched out. This caught my attention because it loosely relates to my university dissertation, but looking at the ingredients, all you get with the specific headache relief tablets, for example, is some caffeine thrown in with your painkillers, and yet you have to pay more for the privilege of feeling like you're taking something that is specifically designed to alleviate the exact pain you're experiencing. So anyway, for now I'm sticking to my unnecessarily large tub of generalised ibuprofen and paracetamol tablets. Due to the privatised nature of healthcare in the US, there are so many different types of brands who all have their own ambulances whizzing around. It was strange for me to see ambulances with different designs since they're all owned by different companies, because in the UK our ambulances all look the same since we have a nationalised health service. A change I've noticed recently is that they have started attaching American flags to the back of the ambulance so that they fly in the wind as the ambulance rushes through the streets of New York. Nothing like using a global pandemic as an excuse to add yet another American flag to the landscape of New York. As I mentioned earlier, I decided to throw myself into American life and so I bought an American SIM card for my phone. Now everyone hates spam, calls, emails and post. Unfortunately, these are a part of modern life, but thankfully, unless your number gets onto some call list, spam phone calls aren't an everyday occurrence. Even if you do end up on a call list, like I did a few years ago, thanks to this mysterious lady called Hannah, everyone kept calling me to ask about, who either had my phone number before me, so that's pre-2010, and freely distributed it to every call centre in the world, or is using my phone number as a made-up number to put on random things she signs up for. Well, I guess I'll never know the real reason. Anyway, after telling every king caller that I am in fact not this mysterious woman, and asking to be removed from their call list, telling them I'm too young to have PPI, and have not been in an accident recently that wasn't my fault, these phone calls have mostly abated and become an infrequent annoyance. Unfortunately, with the purchasing of an American SIM card, I experienced an intensity of spam calls I did not think was possible. I would get at least one spam call per day, although on average it was about three. According to the caller IDs and area codes on the numbers that popped up when they called, about 50% were from Ghana and the other 50% were from within the United States. How on earth did they get my number? I guess we will never know the mysterious ways of these cold callers. The maddening spam call situation in North America is an acknowledged problem which phone network providers are having difficulty solving. According to a global communications platform called First Orion, in 2018, spam phone calls accounted for 29.2% of all mobile phone calls in the United States, and by the end of 2019, this had increased to around 44.6%. According to a Vice article I read on the internet, this increase in the number of spam phone calls in North America means that a large proportion of people don't pick up their phones unless it is from a number they have already saved into their contacts. After about a week of picking up the phone and firmly asking whoever was calling me to take me off their mailing list, this is exactly what I do. I just watch my phone ring out on my desk or wait patiently for it to stop ringing if they call while I'm using it so I can get back to mind-numbingly scrolling through social media. The reason I have to let the calls ring out is that I realise that if I hang up the call prematurely, the person on the other end of the phone knows that I'm holding the phone in my hand and they always call back straight away. They have tenacity, you can't deny that. 
Thankfully, the tirade of spam phone calls has slowed down to about one every few days, which I can live with. I feel like we only ever get irritated by a spam phone call. But maybe if you're looking for something to feel good about today, think, did I get a spam phone call today? And if the answer is no, then there you have something to be thankful for. And if the answer is yes, then you're going to have to think a little harder. That's all from me for now, but I look forward to you joining me next week for another glimpse into Ashling's America. See you then. Ashling's America, a weekly look at American life with Ashling Taylor. Thank you.